0: This episode of The Sleeper and the Bus is brought to you by Out of the Park Baseball 18, the best baseball strategy game ever made. Available now on PC, Mac, and Linux platforms. It's officially licensed by MLB and MLBPA, allowing you to take any team from any era, from any level, and run it the way you want with unprecedented depth, control, and authenticity. New for this year, 2017 opening day rosters, historic Negro League integration, run the ultimate what-if scenarios. Tournaments... Fall Leagues, a redesigned injury system, an improved 3D game, real-time presentation and game highlights, improved player morale and team chemistry, and so much more. Out of the Park Baseball 18 has the full Sleeper in the bust stamp of approval. We all play it and have for years. Even better, if you buy now through the Sleeper in the Bust podcast, you'll receive a special 10% discount off the retail price of $39.99 by going to ootpdevelopments.com, click on the order banner, and just enter the code SLEEPER18 at checkout to not only get a discount, but also help support the Sleeper in the Bust, Indie Sports video game development, and all the people who work to bring you the great game of Out of the Park Baseball 18. Once again, just go to ootpdevelopments.com, click on the order banner, then enter the code SLEEPER18 at checkout for a special discount and to support our show. Guys, I... I'm obsessed with this game. It is so much fun. Um, I played a lot of OTP 17. You guys have heard me talk about my Twitch streams, twitch.tv slash P424. I was streaming my 17 franchise over there. I, I did a fantasy draft in 1995. I was able to get Ken Griffey Jr. and Pedro Martinez. I don't know what the computer was thinking there, uh, letting letting both of those guys get there. I took Pedro with my first pick, and then and then got Ken Griffey Jr. I haven't started my new 18 one for um for streams yet but i'm going to and i'm actually just gonna gonna start over I, I i won the world series that first year with the with the 17 team but i'm gonna start a new one we'll do the draft at some point soon so stay tuned for that but out of the park is is just so much fun you've heard me talk about uh other baseball video games i like it, they're, they're two different experiences this is the sim in-depth management sort of deal and then the other game is, is playing so I absolutely love this game one last time ootpdevelopments.com sleeper 18 is your discount code uh, that lets them know that we, that we sent you there and they give you a little bit of uh, a little bit off the top as well if you do play the game let me know let me know what you're doing with it let me know what uh, what team you're going with whether you're starting historically or going from now uh, if you do the fantasy draft hit me up on twitter at spora. i love kind of seeing how people go because it, it doesn't just play out a hundred percent to history things can change and you can have guys, you know, you can have a failed prospect that actually pans out for you. So I, I love seeing that stuff. Definitely hit me up there. Um, and, and, and thanks for supporting the show by, by going to otpdevelopments.com Welcome to episode four forty six of the Sleeper and the Bust. It is Saturday, April fifteenth, the Saturday edition. I'm your host, Paul Sport, joined by Jason Collette. Jason, how's it going?
1: Uh it's going. Uh, I'm trying to wrap up paying my taxes because I'm such a procrastinator. And um, we got owe a little bit back, but that's okay. Um, well, hey, the... don't you
0: have till the eighteenth at least, though? I like, do. Obviously, have this the 18th. is normal
1: tax day, but not on
0: a Saturday. They pushed it, so you do have a few days left if you're out there procrastinating. They're not even making you doing it Monday. They're giving you till Tuesday
1: right and i mean i owe a little bit because of the uh the the extra work if i had just kept my my normal stuff uh and not done the 1099 um work on the side i've actually had a little bit coming back to me but the 1099 stuff is uh Listen, it's fun but i don't pay friend, taxes on it during the year and i should
0: hasn't our friend matthew barry always told you
1: yeah hustling never Nothing pays good off comes from hustling yeah yeah but yeah, the you're other out there hustling I, Right, and the other good thing is I've got my eye on this number 42 guy here playing for the Royals, and he's doing really Ooh, good so, I don't know,
0: man. I saw 42 struggle today. I don't know, man. Like, listen, we don't differ a lot, but I think you're dead wrong here. I saw him look like garbage. You, did, you didn't see the four strikeouts from 42?
1: I, I missed the four strikeouts from 42. I heard another 42 had two homers today, and then uh, there, another 42 threw a one-hit shutout. There was a um, 42 guy's face-caved 42.
0: in in Cleveland. <laughs> happy jackie robinson day to everybody i'm wearing my jackie robinson uh, t-shirt jersey commonly referred to as a jersey. um a good day i always i always enjoy it love hearing and people kind of reminisce talk about the impact that, that jackie robinson had. i'm really excited for the sunday night show that mlb network is going to do with uh with six black players in the in the league right now michael gibbons adam jones chris archer josh harrison andrew mccutcheon and marcus stroman oh what's i thought for sure i would miss one but um yeah harold lennon's gonna be talking to them just kind of about how their experience is and i i thought it was interesting they're like you know we're just telling our experience we're not saying it's bad good or otherwise it's just their experience because there is what 12 percent? no 10 not even not I don't even. even think it's, it's double digits digit it's
1: single digits again
0: i think it's eight percent of of black players uh, black americans in the league and, you know, it's a situation. And the one thing that they've shown a clip of that, I, you know, always kind of stands out is that the cost of baseball is high
1: it, for it equipment. Is,
0: and then you have another one. So, okay, maybe they get on a team that's sponsored and, and they can get everything taken care of if it's inner city. And, uh, you know, poor community, they can have that. But then you go college, there's not college scholarships, man. Like they're, they're, they pay you like a little bit of stuff. It's people who can already afford and so if you have lower income places and it's not just blacks it's inner city in general but obviously the blacks they, they, there's a they feel brunt of it right eight percent in our game and they see they go to basketball football they get that money quicker they get the full scholarship and the money can come quicker so i don't know you know it's, it's going to be an interesting show i'm interested to hear all six of those gentlemen talk uh they're very they're very smart about this stuff and and involved in the rbi programs i love chris archer uh he, he was talking about it um, andrew mccutcheon they're always on the commercials for rbi so they're they're doing things and and there is diversity in in the game but a lot of it's from out of the country so you know do you think we'll start to see more more black kids choose uh baseball if they if there's things like rbi programs that are able to kind of foot the bill or will, will basketball and football still rule the day <laughs>
1: The thing is you only need you only need yourself for basketball on a hoop i mean that's where that's where it's really easy to do um you just get a ball
0: and sometimes you don't even need that one person has a ball and you got a court
1: In football you you just need you just need one you just need another person and one object in baseball you've got to pick up the equipment you've got to need you've got to find some place to play where you're not going to break things it's you know it's tough it's not the easiest thing here i mean i've got Luckily, in, in, in suburbia here, I can take my kids out a mile and a half down the road and go hit baseballs mm-hmm. if we want to. I've got Absolutely. enough of a backyard where I can go hit wiffle balls in the backyard. But, um, but if you live in, 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 it's in a luxury. City, it's yeah, if hard. If you live in the yeah. city, it's just not there. I mean, you and I have walked around New York City. Go try to find a place to play. You can play exactly. some stickball maybe on a tennis court if all the adults aren't playing something. But uh, it's, it's just not the easiest thing. I'm all for trying to do trying to do more of the RBI programs well, and I trying love to build uh, new parks. I know yep. the, they're building facilities and, you know, think right. about the, the, the overseas,
0: or not even necessarily overseas, but the, the Dominican uh, and Latin American facilities that we have, if we had some of those in inner cities um, that, that, you know, were funded by the players or, or by the league, really, the players shouldn't have to have to pay for that. But the fact that they are footing the bill on some of that stuff is, is tremendous. But if we had it more league sponsored, I think you can get more kids that get hooked on baseball early because they have a place to play. They have the equipment taken care of. And, you know, there, there, there's I I, think the the excitement for the game would be there if the opportunities to play were there at a young age.
1: That uh, I'd like to see. I know a few places do this. I've recommend I remember rec- recommending this years ago. I, I was able to get a face to face with the Rays marketing folks. Um, Oh, hell. Seven years ago, maybe, and just and ran a bunch of ideas. And one of the things I don't think they've ever done, which makes so much sense given the facility, is an uh, overnight camping trip inside the ballpark. Oh, and yeah. I, I think Lock-ins. I've seen Kansas City done, uh, do it. Um, I think one or two other places I've, I've read about or hear about doing it. But Like seven years ago, I'm like, you've got a roof. You've got everything. Locking in, have an overnight camping thing, do things to bring more kids to the ballpark. Get some of the players uh, during, to come out Especially early. during the summer. I mean, I know at the, the traditional stuff of Kids Day and like, hey. And sure. honestly, going to those games are the effing worst. Because every fly ball <laughs> is just awful. I hate doing kids games. Kids are so stupid, aren't oh, they? They are, dude. <laughs> 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 Suck it, kids. Oh When you, you put them all in, I'd rather have them in over there overnight and camping and have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm all for what's going to get more kids into it. Not like I mean, my kids, neither of them play, but both of them love watching. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we're gonna go. The Durham Bulls are coming to Charlotte here in the middle of May, and on Monday night, I'm gonna take Jacob, and we're gonna—he's gonna be late, stay up late on a school night because it's the only game of the series I can go to because I have gotta go to a Denver for a work conference the rest of that week. That so, should be fun. Um, yeah, we went to opening night here and had really good seats behind home plate, so it's uh, it's good.
0: But yeah, just any anything that gets kids more involved in these RBI programs—they're still kind of in their infancy, so we'll see what sort of dividends that pays. But eight percent seems seems kind of crazy i mean um there were 15% of the population uh, african or black black americans are 15% i don't know it, i th- i think it's low double digits and but then only 7 8% in baseball I, th- I i don't know i th- i think i think the game of baseball can get more from football and basketball but they got they got to provide a bit and and hopefully the league sees that uh, as as a potential opportunity.
1: I would like to see uh, somebody do a study about how much the, the different sports contribute, like like I guess percentage of income, percentage of profit or something like that, because you can see you know you see NFL teams donating, whatever I mean anything they want, and NBA teams doing stuff like that. I'd like to see what the percentages work out to be. Absolutely, uh, you know, who's who's definitely seeding the seeding the crops
0: uh, I mean, and you getting can... that
1: interest in their uh, in their sport
0: you can get the like kudos for it that that's like the selfish part but it would also again pay back into the game you'd be bringing talent into the game kids that uh you know are from low-income families that would never get a chance maybe baseball is their game you know maybe they're maybe they would peak at high school basketball or high school football but they could be professional baseball players like you just i don't know i just think there's opportunity to get more kids involved um, in in inner cities in lower income spots, that uh, the, I think the game is trying to take advantage of it with RBI program, but there there should be more that can be done. I think uh, you know these leagues make enough money to put m- money back into the community. Uh, anyway, Jackie Robinson, beast, um, and and just you know a, a, a pioneer can't can't say can't say anything that hasn't been said before. Uh, let's talk some transactions. Let's shift gears into fantasy baseball, and this is our our, our pickups episode for those of you that maybe didn't catch last week's we're now on saturdays and we're talking pickups and moves and two starts and who to cut uh the who to cut parts a little bit tougher because every league just varies you gotta make those decisions yourself but we'll give you some names and we'll start with some transactions we got uh three injuries two that are already to the dl and one that could be a little bit ominous let's start with john gray uh heard a toe i believe making a play out in san francisco and man you know for all the hype that we had uh, we being kind of the baseball community, I, I don't know how you felt about them, but I liked uh, Colorado too. I was kind of excited about what they were doing. They had some pitchers, and of course, hitting's always there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're eight and five; they're off to a solid start. But man, they're getting snake bitten left and right. Man, they cannot keep guys healthy, and it's been really tough to see. And now J- John Gray, there, their ace, is going to go on the ten-day DL with a toe uh, stress fracture in his left foot, and he's going to miss a month. It's, yeah. it's, so that sucks. Um, the only thing that could be like a, a, a silver lining here, and I haven't done the legwork on it because I literally just thought of it, was to maybe check the schedule and see if they've got a big homestand coming. You know, if, they, if they've got a lot of home games coming up in that month, it could almost be a blessing in disguise from that aspect. But you saw what happened last year with uh, the foot injury to Taiwan Walker. It became more difficult for him to to plant and, and a lot of homers. Came of it now. I don't know exactly what foot it is. It is the left foot for uh, John Gray, so, so that wouldn't a, foot. that's his plant foot, and I think it was the land foot for, um, no, for Taiwan. No, oh, it, it, it was his push foot, Taiwan. It was, it was okay because he said he so, couldn't push off the mound. Thing. I
1: remember a specific story where he said he couldn't push off the mound to get enough. To get enough velo to throw, come inside on batters. He talked about his struggles against lefties because and his stuff stayed up off. too. Yeah,
0: and that's why Taiwan Walker gave up so many homers. So this we could see a similar trickle, even if he comes back and and he's healthy enough to pitch, but maybe not a hundred percent. So this is concerning for John Gray. Um, so he did this on Friday night. Yes, I believe it was f-
1: no Thursday night.
0: Nope, you're right. Friday night. Friday night. 14th. So he would 14th.
1: have he would have had two starts at home he would have been facing the giants at home uh and then the nationals at home uh, if he had not missed if he had not missed out in fact he would have been on a run of four straight home starts oh wow so
0: again four straight starts including one against the cubs here Are you saying he would have been in that May 8th to 10th
1: series against the cubs i'm looking at he would have had if, if he did it on he did it on 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 friday the 14th so he would have Correct. been one two so he would have been the, he would have been the giants on friday night one two three four stupid pop-ups mlbn nationals <laughs> one two three four um and that puts him in uh looks like one of the padres and yeah he would have had the cubs he would have the 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 unfortunate part he's missing a start at san diego, at but san then he diego would have but three up. or four looks at like home. he would have hit looks like he would have led off the cubs series or and then possibly he had the Diamondbacks. Either way, he would have had home games, and then so he, he would have had two more. Yeah, so four of his next five starts were slated for home
0: against some difficult opponents. So again, you never want your guys hurt, and but keep that for in this mind doesn't... for all the
1: other all the other Diamond uh, all the other uh, Rockies pitchers you want. Exactly.
0: Uh, you know they could be coming. The, the, the you know could be trouble ahead. Senzatella has two two home starts coming up after uh, at San Francisco tomorrow. And we'll see you know how that goes that was a guy i think we spoke pretty well of last week so hopefully he took advantage the first start was pretty darn good and now he gets the the easier of the two and the reason that we kind of liked him was because the, the home start was against san diego and so that kind of works so john gray let's assume you can DL him, uh if you can you are right he's somebody that you would still dl in a 10 or 12 team if you've got the spot yes. right Yes. okay now let's assume that you can't you've got other injuries and uh, you deem him to be third. You know, uh, mostly he's kind of, or if they have limits, it's usually like two or three. So he's third or fourth, and he just, you can't do it. I got to keep Ian Desmond and David Price or something like that. You took major gambles at the draft, and uh, you're still waiting for those to come back. So you're cutting him um, in a 10 and 12 team. Um, before We're not going to dive think I've in. already
1: cut him in a 10 team
0: okay so 12 team you you can't you can't deal you you get your two locked up you cut him of our shallow two starters next week and we'll we'll dive into these more um actually let's do this let's do Odorizzi first and then we'll put both of them together because i think that maybe in a 12 team you could be again have desmond and donaldson uh, price you know you can have a couple guys that are already on the dl that you can't figure a way to keep Odorizzi, and I I think Odorizzi's ahead of Gray but not so much so that it's crazy. Uh he left the game today with a tight tight ha- or with a hamstring pull, I believe, and you said he's already DL'd with Chase Whitley coming up, right? That's correct. So do you do you agree with me by the way that they're pretty close to where 10 team you're cutting easily if you can't DL them 12 team you're you're maybe agonizing over it a little bit more, but you would also be ready to cut him. Uh Odorizzi, would you keep him in a 15 team?
1: Yes, I keep him in a 15.
0: Okay, so we're talking they're 12 saying left
1: ham, They're saying left hamstring injury for Rizzi, Obviously, he's going to miss the next two starts. Um, I don't know if it'll be much more above and beyond that, but that's that's like two hamstring injuries for them with Malik Smith the day before yep. and now Odorizzi. Yeah, not like they they can afford to have this uh, these kind of injuries. They don't have down. that kind of depth. They really don't, and they've already got two other starters in Rasmussen and, and Duffy on the disabled list too. Neither um, of our
0: teams are much are much for depth this year. We're nope. playing with the, um, with the best 25. Well, there, there's
1: quantity. There's very little quality, and the quality's not playing that well uh, right now. But the uh, In a 15, I'm holding him because he's still... I mean, he pitched... You saw what he... The other day, he pitched against Toronto. Gave up two runs in the first and then really shut him down for the rest of that frame. Um, He is what he is, but a 15... I can't defend cutting him in a 15-team Next, Unless you absolutely... If you have no way to disable... If you have no way to put him on the disabled list, I can't carry a guy. Um, I figure he's going to miss three starts.
0: Okay. Odreese is going to miss three starts. So, we're assuming that... You know, in fifteen team, if you if you can cut or if you can DL your DL on both these guys obviously, but what, let's assume in twelve team that you got to cut. So we're looking at our shallow two starters. Uh, we've got guys like Lance Lynn, Amir Garrett, Zach Wheeler, Blake Snell, uh, Blake Snell, excuse me, Mike Leake, Eduardo Rodriguez, and Brandon McCarthy. They're all um, under fifty percent at Yahoo and ESPN. Uh, at CBS, but that they cater to deeper leagues. Yeah. They're all actually over 50%. So uh, we're talking more of a 12-team, 10-team sort of situation here. Which of those uh, jumps out? Give me a couple favorites here that you like out of that group. And then we'll get into their matchups too.
1: Um, Eduardo Rodriguez. I think Eduardo li- Water- and, and
0: McCarthy. And Brandon McCarthy, double up against Arizona. First one at home, second one on the road. And so,
1: I, I, maybe if you guys were ex- – those of you guys that were expecting me to say Blake Snell, I think something that's worth pointing out here, and you should go uh, – Daniel Russell wrote a piece at D-Rays Bay last week about it, and it's next time you watch a Balakie Snell start, this, watch for this. Um, runners, nobody on base. He's hitting the spots. Everything looks great. Somebody gets on base and all of a sudden he cannot control things. It has happened the other day against the Yankees. He was cruising along and then flare single, I think, walk, and then everything just fell apart for him. Um, so it's, it's worth watching. And it's, now, it's happened in every single one of his outings uh, this year and a little bit back to last year. But go look at the work on uh, D-Ray's Bay. They talk about it. Um, but that's your homework assignment if you want to watch Schnell. And, and his outings against Boston and Houston are going to be tests to that. Uh, especially Houston. They're running. Uh, they stole five bases today uh against uh steven vote in the a's I, mean, I think they had five all season coming into it but then they dropped the to five today Altuve had two reddick had one Niche. i think beltron even or something i know my my tout wars team was happy because i have a few of those guys on my tout wars team <laughs> um and, and that team's suddenly in fourth place too yay me uh you so you know that's something to watch there and uh it, I'm just, advanced scouts have got to be picking up on it. Get, just get on base, work the counts, because you know he's he's living around the edges of the zone. But again, yeah, that's Bre- that's Bregman. really why I'm I'm hesitant to uh, to recommend him because he puts guys on base, and that's when he creates his own problems. He's doubling down on his pain points.
0: So you got A Snell doing that, and you give up a single, it turns into a double because you give up a stolen base. As you mentioned, uh, Bregman, Aoki, Altuve for two, and Reddick for one. Reddick might have been the guy that was a little bit off the beaten path. That you he was a pinch runner. Of.
1: Uh, he came in. He came in for Beltron. Beltron earned a walk. I was listening to that game on the radio when I was out uh, doing some yard work. Reddick can he, do some running. He came in and uh, pitch run. pitch ran for Beltron after a walk and stole it. I think on the second pitch.
0: Wow! Wow! Really nice. So uh, yeah, McCullers didn't do too well there. Um, nope.
1: Nope. I had McCullers as one of my two star guys. One of my two pitchers in uh, DraftKings today, and that, that sucked. But my other one was Big Irv. Oh, at least it
0: wasn't Justin Verlander. Big Irv, by the way. We told you about Big Irv all season, y'all.
1: Dude, and today today starts. was the day to go with the old Wiley. I mean, this season so far, you look at Big Irv pitching his pitching his guts out, CeCe Sabathia having another good game. It's another like if you effort. just went late and just picked up some old fart names at your draft, man, you are off to a smoking start this season. It's, 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 it's
0: nice to see that. In fact, even one of our two-start guys there, Mike Leak, Doing well, Jason Vargas, another one out here with thirteen and uh, two thirds scoreless who, or one run, one who run. Did
1: Vargas pitch against the other day. It's like it's almost automatic when I Oakland? forgot who the – was. it Oh yeah, something like he I'm looking for it his career. To, for I think sure. he's got half his career wins against that team. But it's it something could be about Jason was out Vargas because he just. I remember reading a tweet and they're like, oh Vargas is pitching, and you got to think you're like, oh, oh, it's Vargas. Yeah, like, Oakland. oh, hey, don't undersell him because he has traditionally pitched well against these dudes, and and we we talked about it though a couple of episodes ago we talked about you know oakland being a team that's set up for right hand uh, to face right-handed pitching but it's gonna you're gonna take some of their better bats out when the lefties up there uh a lot mm-hmm. like uh, you know they're they're no dodger lineup that can't hit any lefty.
0: man um but that is, it is, it, it is so crazy. weird how that's still a thing like it's so bad still that they can't, that they can't hit it. Um, so you like Eduardo Rodriguez at Toronto at Baltimore? I do. You're just betting on the talent because we we actually recommended Bundy in the same situation here at Toronto at Boston. Obviously, Eduardo Rodriguez yeah. is on that team, but a similar sort of deal. Uh, do you have Eduardo Rodriguez kind of around Dylan Bundy in terms of the high upside talent?
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, I think they went they went similar prices in drafts. Uh, yeah. When I, mean, I look, yeah. when I'm looking at this, Toronto's not exactly hitting the ball well, and Josh Donaldson just went to the disabled list.
0: Yep, um, They've been you know, awful.
1: Baltimore is is has been very hit or miss. Um, so matchup wise, I like this.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it's out of bounds to uh, to to still recommend it, even though it looks pretty scary. Uh, there, there's a lot of talent here. It's always been health. Uh, always been he's only been around for two seasons, but it's been health a lot of times. That's that's run down Eduardo Rodriguez and uh, he's had some pitch tipping issues. So th- th- there's been some things, but uh, the young left figuring it out pops at 93 95 from the left side missing a lot of bats this year walking too many and has has not been great in his two starts, but uh, you're going to take a gamble on him. I actually like Mike Leak. Um I don't believe that there's anything drastically different here. I think he's just on one of his good streaks. But he has good streaks. Every single year they're extended and and you wanna you might wanna think, Oh, it's different. Look at how sharp it is. It's so good. He's just a really good number four, fringe three, you know, kinda depending on how your rankings go of major league pitchers. But he's a firm Mid to back end rotation guy Mike Leak is that you can really rely on for about 180 plus innings every year. And when you make that many turns, when you make 30 turns a year, you're going to have some really good starts because you're, you're good enough to stick around for that. He's a career 395 ERA guy. I would probably use this start and then outright cut him, even if both are good. In the In the shallow league where I'm picking up, like, obviously in NL only, you're just riding it out. But if you picked him up in like, a 10 or 12 team this week to go home to Pitt and at Milwaukee, I think you use both, and then you just jump off. Like, you don't wait... For the bad, Mike Leake starts to come because they're going to come. Like he's just not an overpowering guy. There's no change. There's nothing to back up the the 25% strikeout rate. He has a 6% walk, uh, swinging strike rate. Excuse me. He has a 2% walk rate. He's not walking anybody. He's not giving up homers. Um, you know, 91% left on base rate. But I think these two starts, you still want to use Mike Leak. And um, I like your McCarthy call because I, I kind of like going with him until until it's it's no good, uh, until the, the until the health. You know, unfortunately, uh, inevitably comes into play because there's no real confidence to say that he's going to get healthier now at this point. Now that he's older, and right, I'm a little interested in Lance Lynn, but he hasn't looked good, so I'm not going to go with him. No, I it.
1: didn't like him. I watched him pitch earlier this week. I forgot who they were playing his last time out, and he was missing up, and then he got gave up. I think back to back homers. Um, yes, yeah, I, I, I'm drawing a blank of who the start was against, but he was missing up and away, and they were making him pay for it. Yeesh. Um, and by I the way, had... leak. By the way, leak was on the new pitch tracker this year. Uh, is switching to a two seam changeup. I'm looking. I'm, ah, I'm going Dimash's look. two seamer. Yeah, Dimash's is two seamer. I mean, we have seen guys like this before. I think Walker last year was a guy that was throwing his four seamer, but was throwing a two seam changeup. So guys were Tyone talking about this
0: year too,
1: moving it, uh, moving it back around. But I'm I'm looking at. You know, movement wise it's not really showing up yet um, uh, but we're looking at swinging strike rate it's not showing up yet uh, you know he had, in fact he hasn't he has yet to record a swing and miss on his changeup this year out of 21 thrown um, and half of those have been swung at and they've all uh, they've been made each one of them has been contact, put in contact uh, put him uh, has made, made for contact and um uh, I mean, everything else is small, uh, too small. Yeah, but I mean, that's really a change that he's made is is a change to his changeup. I will admit not having seen him pitch yet, but I just, yeah, I haven't seen Mike Leake either. I remember looking, I was like, wait a second, I put him on the new pitch tracker. Let me go back and look why.
0: I have him in NL only. That's a a league where you really want a Mike Leake and you just stick with him. But again, I I, I think I'm taking a shot in mixed leagues on this to start. Um, And, you know, I don't have a lot of difference between Zach Wheeler and Eduardo Rodriguez, but I'm going to go Zach Wheeler over Rodriguez because his is two home starts, including one against Philly. The other is against Washington. Not going to be easy. But uh, just when everything, you know, it's pretty close in terms of talent. So give me two at home uh, as opposed to going to Toronto and Baltimore, even with a struggling Toronto. Um, I understand why you advocate for eduardo rodriguez i'm just going to go with with, with with wheeler here this particular week quick thought on amir garrett uh who has 12 scoreless innings right now but the the fastball isn't there the fastball that was advertised it is two home uh versus baltimore versus the cubs how are you feeling about amir garrett at this point
1: i heard you guys talk about him uh thursday i was listening to Correct. the latest episode on the uh on the drive home from the zoo on Friday. And, uh, yeah, the lack, wherever the velocity, you know, we're, we we heard about the guy that's supposed to throw a mid-90s and he's barely touching 92. Um, <laughs> kind of, a little weird. Uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm really not interested in him, especially, like today, if you look at the, the Cubs-Pirates game, I think the wind was blowing out 22 miles an hour at Wrigley today. <gasps> and you look at the home run that Andrew McCutcheon hit uh, off Pedro Strope and that doesn't make it out a normal day, but I gave a three-run home run today, so that's. Was it a winder? It was a winder. Uh, it it only made it to the second row. Uh, I mean, it looked Ooh. gone off the bat anyhow, but it was only a second row shot. It didn't, it, 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 unless I watched the highlight incorrectly. No, that's I, all I, I heard saw it was. I, I saw that it, it just was like the guys in the second row of the bleachers were fighting for it. Um, yeah, I heard it, but mind. I
0: didn't. I didn't make a note to like look and see how cheap it was or anything. I was just kind of had it on, and I heard that he went. Went, went three run homer but um yeah you want to be careful with that but at least garrett doesn't have to go to the cubs he gets home for both of them but it's not like that home ballpark is, is super easy it's it's not uh crazy for runs i think it's one of those that's big for homers but not crazy for for runs uh in general i'm with you kind of on amir garrett though and that's why i just wanted to get your thoughts Eno and i talked about it we're not we're not going crazy here and that's why in a shallow league no thanks i think he's i think he's Getting a little over the top with his with his roster rates right now seventy three percent CBS forty four percent Yahoo, thirty seven percent ESPN.
1: Thirty seven percent of ten team leagues are rostering this guy. That doesn't make any sense at all.
0: No, I agree, and uh, I think they could be in for I mean, a Rude he's got Awaken the high. He's week. got the
1: highest percentage of ownership in ESPN leagues of all the names we've mentioned thus far.
0: Isn't that crazy? It is uh Eduardo Rodriguez, by the way, is at 56% CBS, 13% Yahoo, 31% ESPN. McCarthy's at 52% CBS, 21% Yahoo, 11% ESPN, and then Zach Wheeler's at 68%, 19%, 19%. And again, that's CBS, Yahoo, ESPN. Um, okay, one last injury, and then uh, we'll get into some more two starters and then some hitters. Marcus Semyon having a sore right wrist, bone bruise checked. You mentioned he had this since spring training.
1: That's the note I saw from Joe Stiglitz, the uh, A's beat writer. It said Simeon was going in for a CT scan, um, and he had, that he had had it since uh, mm, that... spring. I was looking for the tweet that I saw. Of course, when you do a search for this at this point, you're getting... Every oh, here yeah. it is. Simeon had Could... a bone contusion in his right wrist having a CT scan Monday. More info then first started bothering him late spring.
0: Could this be why it's a zero in the Homer column?
1: Uh, It could be. Um, Could it also be
0: why he's drawn 10 walks where he's just saying, I can't really do much right now. I can't drive the ball, so I'm just going to be hella patient and get on with a 22% walk rate because he's got a 370 OBP but a 170 average, Uh, four stolen bases for Semyon. So he's still contributing to you, but there's no pop right now. Are you concerned about this?
1: Yeah, I'm a little concerned too. At least he's running, Uh, but I I never like to have wrist injuries uh, with with my hitters that I need power from. Um, So let's see. Hopefully, the CT scan sends back good news because bone bruises aren't are never a good thing. They don't. Yeah, you just basically you you can't play through them, so you have to wait for them to heal. The only way for them to heal is to not play, Uh, Mm -hmm. and that's what that's what you you don't want out of them. So hopefully, there's good news on that, and uh, we'll see what happens from there. But uh, I would. I don't. They haven't said they're putting him on the disabled list, but I. I wish they would.
0: Yeah. Um. I think. I think that might be the right move with Simeon is to give him some time off and see if it. If it can get better. If that's tough. Um. Another quick one, kind of a incoming one. This is deep league. Jarrett Parker, broken. Uh, broken collarbone.
1: Oh, ran into a uh, wall, crashing right? into
0: the wall, making a great catch apparently. Um. You're talking about Chris Marrero, Gorky Hernandez, Aaron Hill.
1: Again, Didn't like they you sign guys Melvin said on Upton? the last episode. Yeah, they did. Uh, like you guys said on, on the last episode. You know, Eno said you know, they walked into the clubhouse or whatever the media room. They're like, This is the lineup today? Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah none they're of those names, none of those names you mentioned. Uh, and that was the, that's their lineup normally against lefties. Um, and I guess Upton once he gets ready, they signed him, but they signed him to a minor league deal. Maybe he's the guy that comes up. Yeah. Uh, for this, and if he does come up, they should play him. He can still hit lefties, and he can still play defense. Um, let him let him go that route. But I'm not terribly excited about any of those options.
0: All right, let me throw a few names out here that maybe um, I wasn't thinking about otherwise on our uh, on our potential hitting pickups. Jeez, um, I, don't, I don't really have any like outfielders for that depth of league. Honestly, here's the thing. If you're in a league where you had Jarrett Parker, it's probably an NL only or like a super deep mixer, and you're probably picking up anybody with a pulse anyway. There's probably only going to be three options. You're not going to have a ton of options. One name I would give you if you are in a mixer that was deep enough to where he was, uh, Jarrett Parker was worth rostering, go get Aaron Hicks. I, I, I refuse to give up on Aaron Hicks still. Uh, he's shown some things early. He started, uh, I think, three out of the five games this week including only only one of which was against a lefty and so you know he's getting some starts against righties great defense and if they give the one time that aaron hicks actually had a you know some set playing time he did pretty well he put up 11 homers and 13 stolen bases in a 97 game run with the twins in 2015 about a league average triple slash 96 wrc plus so just a tick under um but I still like him, and, he, and he's still widely available, um, and that would be like your—I don't know—18-team mixer. I know it's pretty. Doing deep.
1: charity I, night at Foley's tonight.
0: He is. He is. We should fly up and go hang we out should. with him.
1: Uh, I like uh, actually just ended. It was from seven to nine. Oh, uh, so but yeah, he—I saw him. He played against the Rays this week. Went, uh, hit homers from both sides of the plate. I, I mm-hmm. liked Hicks last year. I was recommending so him last I. year. He's one That's of my huge. picks to click and. Bold predictions and it just really did not work out. But Correct. Um, again, we for the same reasons we liked them last year. Uh, Ellsbury's not a model of health. Gardner's not a model of health. Uh, yeah. And they're getting they're finding playing time for him. They're letting them they're letting him hit against lefties and they're they're making room for him. And uh, yes, I, that's a good that's a good call.
0: J- Jesse Winker could be the guy you bid on. I know some NL only leagues or, or only leagues. Um, Probably already had them in reserve. Well, they they cap it to where you can't get guys who aren't on major league rosters yeah. so that there are bidding wars on, on prospects when they come up. That's not the norm, but there, that's situations where, where Winker could be available and you could put some money on him. Uh, so that's something that I that I could certainly see. Oh, my goodness, Jacob deGrom was having a beast outing. He still did. He went seven innings, uh, only two runs. But, uh, oh, wait, never mind. These were off Solace. Okay, because I just saw that they gave up – a couple homers, um, and it was Giancarlo Stanton and Christian Yelich, or I should say Yelich and Stanton going back-to-back off of Fernando Salas. Way to go, Salas, you dummy. Um, all right, let's move on. More two starters. Let's go a little bit deeper here. We talked about the, kind of the shallow options, and we wound up uh, giving you names like McCarthy, Eduardo Rodriguez, Mike Leake, Zach Wheeler. Let's go a little bit deeper now. Uh, these guys are under 50% at CBS and and very little owned at Yahoo or ESPN. We got Shelby Miller at San Diego, home to LA, uh, Dodgers. Jason Hamill, home to San Francisco at Texas. Andrew Triggs, home for Texas and Seattle. Mike Fultanevich, home for Washington at Philly. Jaime Garcia, home to San Diego at Philly. Jordan Montgomery, home to the White Sox at the Pirates. And Jimmy Nelson at the Cubs and home to St. Louis. Who are your two favorites here?
1: Uh, Jordan Montgomery is definitely on that list because I'd watched that entire start. I, and you guys talked about it a little, little bit in the last episode. But mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if either of you guys watched the entire thing. I watched we did not, it all. I
0: had not, and I don't think Eno had either. Um, I'd only watched a little bit, saw the nasty stuff. And, and just kind of made note of, of that during the inning or two that I'd seen. Very curious, your your deeper thoughts on Jordan Montgomery. He's one of my picks as well. Again, home to the White Sox at the Pirates. What did you was, see?
1: I was impressed. I mean, the stuff was uh, – it was definitely like number four ceiling type of stuff. Definitely a back-end guy. But he was able to throw four pitches, throw him for strikes. I think his breaking ball – uh, his curveball was the best pitch he had. Uh, it was a re- had some really nice shape to it. I was able to keep it down. Uh, and then just how he located his fastball and moved it around. It just uh, – one of the things that stood out to me is they let him face – they let him face Longoria three times, and that was the last batter they, that he faced. And Longoria, I mean, has done damage against lefties. And they let him go out there a third time, and then they yanked him and did not let him face Ricky Weeks Jr. a third time because Weeks uh, crushed him. That was the one mistake that he made was uh, a big fat meatball to Weeks, who hit it about 480. Uh, Weeks so, killed it, dude, and it then tried to kill Brett it. Gardner. Yeah, just destroyed it. Um, so I was impressed with what I saw with Montgomery. So that's um, of the of this list that's that's who i would really be on i i think the other option here is you kind of have to go shelby miller um i i'd like the the at san diego matchups nice the dodger one is is a wash um you know triggs i own him but he's not i mean he's getting by i'm not i'm not terribly excited about his future he's getting by and i talked a little bit
0: about him yeah
1: uh, not missing and I don't like the Jimmy Nelson right I don't now. like the Jimmy Nelson matchups this week I mean I like Jimmy Nelson but I just don't like the matchups this week
0: yeah he gets the Cubs and Cardinals I mean that's obviously the toughest that you can really get in that division um, at the Cubs you already talked about how the wind can be devastating there at times I haven't, I haven't seen a whole lot of changes with Jimmy Nelson either I know um oh man what I was just hearing something that there was like a little change there's no like major pitch mix change for Jimmy Nelson but I think there was trying the change there.
1: up again. Uh, now, oh, yeah, he is. He's doing the splain jump. Excuse me? The splain jump, the split change.
0: Like Odorizzi oh, okay. yeah, and Cobb six, throw. He's throwing that six this percent year 6%. Uh, but he's I throwing.
1: Mean, That's a, he's, he's dropping the heat. Last year, he really didn't have a change up. No. Uh, yeah, he now he's any, going really. with that, and he's going with the splain jump. So 6% is better than whatever he's throwing. I like splain jump.
0: Year explain chip that's 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 pretty good i can dig that um so yeah maybe there's a little something there uh but nothing backs up the 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 surge in strikeouts the 26 for jimmy nelson it's it's a nine percent swinging strike rate so uh maybe somebody to keep an eye on but i agree with you can't really go with him this week at the cubs home to the home to the cardinals i'm with like i said on jordan montgomery um uh, my other one you know I'm, I'm i've been in on miller so that one's Kind of a, a, a standby for me, so I'll give another name just because I've I've been in on him. Man, Triggs home for two is nice, even though I've been kind of down on what he's been doing so far. You know what? I'm gonna go I'm gonna go off the board a little bit because I don't think he's been all that great this year. I'm gonna go Jaime Garcia because I like his matchups as well. He gets San Diego and the Phillies. Um, he's a little bit Triggsian in terms of his his skills. Sure. 8% across the board, but he doesn't have the same results. Triggs getting good results. Uh, Jaime Garcia isn't. It's a risky one, but, again, we're talking deeper leagues right now. Anyway, maybe i go go Fulton Nevich over him. But that San Diego start jumps out. San Diego at Philly. Jaime Garcia. This is a solid group. For deep ones to to gamble on where you are streaming i think you could really roster any of these guys and i don't think it would be awful but i'm with you i think nelson probably comes out on the end there and then uh jason hamill has not looked good so far so uh what do you think of fulton nevich he was somebody that i really liked coming into the season he has not been good so far have you been able to see any of him where were you on fulton nevich coming in
1: i have not seen him pitch this year um which probably leaves me where I where I was coming into this year, that he is a long-term reliever. Yeah,
0: Velo's way down, um, swing and miss. It, it's still not there for the stuff that he has and the walk rate's back up. Again, we're talking five and two-thirds because it was um, a shortened start and then a, a two-inning relief outing. So not anything to really go off of, but, but some of the same struggles that we've seen in the past with Fulton the velo's way down and then when you factor in the adjustment that's particularly concerning cuz it's 95 from last year to 94 for this year but again that's pre adjustment you probably take off another tick you're going 95 to 93 and that velo's has me down concern.
1: walks are up uh, fly balls are way up what am i supposed to like here again <laughs>
0: The raw stuff you're supposed to like. Um, yeah, it
1: yeah you got to remind me but... because I can't think of I
0: Yuck. It's really, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was the raw stuff when he's on. It, it's there, and, and it looked like he was coming together last year, you know, adding strikeouts a little bit, cutting the walks every year. He, he looked like Fulton Nevich. Okay, he's a step away from if he starts commanding the stuff a little bit more, you could see an age 25 breakout, but then so far, so bad. And I don't want to make too much over um 5 and 2 thirds innings but he's also kind of cut down to like a two-pitch guy and part of the appeal was well not not fully but um it is 53 fastballs 53% fastballs 32% sliders and then the curve and change are kind of uh off to the side there whereas it was a little bit more split up last year 63 19 10 and 8 um so yeah I'm I'm nervous uh, certainly there's still a, a certain league depth where I'm, I'm hanging on to Fulton Nevich, but uh, I think he's, he's pretty close to the bottom of this list, too, uh, with Jimmy Nelson. Jimmy Nelson, I think I like a little bit more right now from what we're seeing out of him. It's just his matchups, whereas Fulton has a tough matchup against Washington, and then he's not showing anything either. So, um, But an interesting group nonetheless. I think you can find guys here, even if none of the guys that we talked about before were available. If you got John Gray, Jake Odorizzi. These guys should be on a wire in a, in a lot of different leagues. Let's jump down to the to the super deep tier. These guys are all twenty five percent or below at CBS, and just like un, not on rosters at ESPN and Yahoo. So we're going super deep here. Single leaguers, um, eight, 15, 15 mixer deep roster, eighteen team league, and then your your leagues beyond that. Those of you that do twenties and beyond that are crazy, like me. Um, Ariel Miranda. Home to Miami, at Oakland. Mike Fiers, home to the Angels, at Tampa Bay. Chase Anderson, at the Cubs v. St. Louis. We'll get him out of there because we didn't like Jimmy Nelson for that. I don't know that we're going to like Chase Anderson with that. Yeah, Derek Holland, pardon me?
1: Yeah, noob.
0: Yeah, not not chance. Uh, Derek Holland, at the Yankees, home to Cleveland. Tom Kohler, at San Diego, at Seattle. It's actually the other way around, but uh, those are the right matchups. Uh, And then Jesse Hahn, home to Texas and Seattle. Uh, Who are your two favorites there?
1: Uh Miranda because of what we talked about earlier, Oakland's issues um there, so I like Miranda and with lefties you're saying. Yes. Correct. And I I I still like Jesse Hahn. He's gone back to his old arm angle. He's getting more movement off his fastball.
0: Mm -hmm. Um
1: I know Derek Holland's off to a good start, but this really feels like a lot of smoke and mirrors rather than Don Cooper fixing him. I mean he's throwing a little harder. 92-1 92-1 uh, is his highest velocity since back at, since 2013. Uh, so he's throwing a, a tad bit harder, but I don't think this is Don Cooper fixing somebody as much as he's getting a lot of batted ball luck dragon fortune right now.
0: There, That's funny. The luck dragons. There is some good pitch mix stuff to look at with Derek Holland. Like he's cut the fastballs, which was his least effective pitch and the slider curve and change are getting more. So, you know, there, I think maybe there's a uh, put a little star and keep an eye um, although if he goes out and has a good two-start week, then all of a sudden the, the cost is, is going to be driven up. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure there's anything I'm really ready to make a move on. I'm actually with you on both the names that you said, so I'll go a little bit deeper and say Miranda, 21% CBS, 2% Yahoo, 1% ESPN. Han, 3% CBS, 1% at the other two, so very widely available. Um, since you already mentioned both of them and I'm with you, man i don't Dude, like mike, mike miner's gonna
1: blow nate Carnes win uh wins tonight oh
0: huge surprise
1: Miner mike can't Meyer. even throw strikes he's getting you know give a bloop single and then he just walked pool holes, who still runs like an 80 year old man by the way
0: why do, why 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 are the royals still wearing the gold numbers i don't know they, they won the world three, two years ago right
1: you gotta hang on to it. They were still celebrating the 1984 or five World Series until 2015. So.
0: Okay, okay. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just. But saying. they
1: blow Nate Karns' win. I'm gonna be pissed.
0: Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Tom Kohler is so bland and lame. But like at Seattle, at San Diego, seems pretty decent. Although you are going across the country for a couple. I don't know.
1: I don't like those. I, I really don't like those. You know, like especially those? the Miami to Seattle. That yeah, is that, the longest trip in the major leagues.
0: Yeah, because I don't mind the two matchups, but but the 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 distance. and I'm, I'm with you there. That's, that's what kind of made me balk at it myself, um, even after bringing him up. So what do you think about Fires? He seems like one of those guys that he's kind of on one of his bad ends right now, but he'll have a good run. Do you think it starts clicking against the Angels and at Tampa Bay?
1: If it doesn't click then, I don't know when it's going to click. I mean, Tampa Bay's offense is not doing well uh, outside of a, a couple of guys. I mean, they're one of the five lowest uh, productions um, right now. I, I don't know where the uh, where the Angels sit, but with that Astros, he's had two starts. Um, they have not been pretty. He cannot keep the ball in the yard uh, already. I mean, he had three home runs in ten innings, and that's been part of the problem. Um, it just you would like to say he could fall into a win, but. He hasn't fallen into one yet, and then as I mean, the Astros team is hitting. Uh, he just hasn't fallen into one yet. Um, I'm whatever on him. I mean, he, he's he's a prototypical fifth starter. I do think he's the guy most in danger of losing his job if mm-hmm. they decide, all right, Devo, you're going to be a starter, or they decide to pull somebody up. Um, I just think right now the role is Fires comes in and pitch, and then Devo comes in and follows him up, or they just do Johnny bullpen behind him.
0: I do think that that in the tier that Mike Fires is in with these super deep, that is why why I have a little bit more interest in him because you know he's kind of shown himself to be a, a perfectly fine number four, uh, so I, I could get behind it a, a, in, in that realm.
1: He's got the best swing and miss stuff of the group. Exactly. If you're looking so, for strikeouts, he's he's got the he could he's the guy that could come out and strike out six. Fires if you're or looking Holland? For a guy, uh, Fires. I'll take Fires.
0: Fires or Chase Anderson at Chicago at the well, Cubs I'll versus they'll take Fires. I'm with you, I'm but I'm taking
1: you. Fires third on this list. Fires behind, behind Miranda, behind and, Miranda Han. and Han. Yes,
0: I just wanted to establish our third, and I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you. Okay, so to review, we like uh, Jason has Eduardo Rodriguez and Brandon McCarthy in the more shallow leagues. I've got Mike Leake and Zach Wheeler. Uh, go a step deeper. We both like Shelby Miller. Um, And Jordan Montgomery, but also gave a little little hat tip to Andrew Triggs, even though he's been a little bit fortunate too at home. Isn't bad, and I gave a little love to Jaime Garcia just because of San Diego at Philly. We like some of the stuff that Jimmy Nelson's doing, but not necessarily the matchups this week. So you got to be pretty desperate to go for that because I think you're going to be putting yourself at risk. And uh, I think we're moving off the fulton Fultonevich train a little bit, which I was the only one on. Jason was never on. Yeah. Um, and then in the deep league, we both liked Ariel Miranda and Jesse Hahn based on their matchups and the fact that you know they they show they've shown some things uh, in for deeper deeper leagues. And then we like Mike Fires. Uh, we're not keen on Kohler going cross country for two matchups, even though the matchups look appealing. And Derek Holland for me a little bit more of a wait and see guy. We have seen some pitch mix changes, but nothing crazy that says. Whoa, this is the guy that you know. maybe four or five years ago we used to get hyped about. I know I used to. Um, I used to fall for Derek Holland a lot, but I, I got to see more. And so if I miss a good two-start at the Yankees and versus Cleveland, which I don't think I'm going to, but if I do, so be it. And if somebody picks him up this week and, and ends up with with a gem, I'm willing to be wrong there. All right, let's talk about some p- pitchers that can be potentially cut. Um, here's the names I got, and you pick a couple that, that you would cut in – uh, we'll, go, we'll go 10, 12, and then 15. Adam Wainwright, Zach Davies, Robert Giselman, Jordan Zimmerman, Tyler Glasnow, Stephen Wright. Which of those are you cutting in? Uh, we'll go the other way. Which of those are you cutting in 15 teamers?
1: Uh, 15 teamers, I am cutting all but Wainwright, and I'll get into that in a minute. I mean, Wright, okay. Wright, and Uncle Baller, I, I don't Easy. want him, but he's never on my 15. now. Easy. Couldn't throw strikes, and now they're talking about him. The, did he pitch today? Or they were talking about changing his delivery? Third start into the season, and he's going to throw with a new delivery? Are you kidding me?
0: I just, I, I'm just not
1: interested. I'm not in there. I'm not that, that, I'm that not, that's, You'd go into minor leagues to do that. Zimmerman still doesn't miss enough at bats for me. Uh, Gisselman uh, is not missing bats either. Uh, and then Davies, you know, is what he is. But Wainwright. To me, I, I always like going and finding these pitchers that are like off to this horrendous start. You look at Wainwright, and like he, his Michael Pineda on steroids right now. You know, he's got this. He's got a 70RA and a two twenty seven FIP. He's got a four twenty four batting average on balls in play and a fifty six percent left on base percentage. So he's still striking guys out, but he's had trouble throwing strikes. So he's Who's got that? all this. This is Adam Wainwright. He's got okay, all pardon. this stuff going all these different crazy directions and then you look down at some of his other stuff and he's still getting the swings and misses like he was last year not that he was terrific last year but he's he's not the actually a swinging strike rate is higher than it has been the last couple of seasons so you're seeing some things like okay this looks good all right this is okay this looks good. He's just having trouble getting. He's falling behind. Uh, first pitch strike rates below sixty percent. I don't like seeing that out of guys. Um, but Especially you him. see a lot of those other stuff, and you're like, all right, this looks good. This looks good. And but everything else looks crappy. And, and I'm I'm absolutely willing. If somebody's dropped him in a fifteen team league, I'm gonna go ahead and pick him up, uh, if I can pick him up and stash him, just to see as he reg- as that stuff regresses, unless he's completely you know unless something's completely hurt and he's hiding it. But you're not seeing it in the velocity because the velocity is actually a tick higher than it was last year. Okay. Um, so I'm willing to take a stab on Adam Wayne right to see if if it comes back because, like I said, you know a lot of people were writing off Sabathia for dead. and He's out of the gate well. Certainly. Big Herb's out of the gate well. It's you know the old men are starting to get it around. But so, there are there are cases like this every year where somebody really stumbles out of the gate. You're like. Cut city, and then they go and put like a three fifty ERA up the rest of the season. It's usually an older guy because too. they got they, they really crap the bed coming out of the gate, and this is what yeah. Wayne Wright's done in two starts.
0: Yep, and it, it, it's usually the older guys. So I guess that it cuts some of the suspense on on twelve and ten teamers because you're cutting all of them in fifteen. That means you're cutting all of them except Wayne Wright in the other two in the other two formats. Twelve team, are you cutting Wayne Wright yet?
1: Um, I'm contemplating it. I mean, because he's on my he's on my who, NFBC team, and he's on he's, who do you he's want. on my contemplating list.
0: Of the two starts that we have, uh, you can go through the entire group: shallow, deep, super deep. Name two that you would you would cut Adam Wainwright for in a twelve-team league. Mm-hmm. If you saw them out there and you were like, "Ooh, that's the one." That, Possibly you know, Rodriguez. That's it. Not Jordan Montgomery.
1: No. No, possibly okay. Rodriguez. I mean, Montgomery, I don't know if there's if there's enough upside there. Like that's I said, fine. he's a solid number four um, upside. Um, okay. But possibly Montgomery, possibly Rodriguez, and that's really it. But like I said, I, I'm willing to ride this out. And I swear, if they're going to, there goes Nate Carnes' win. And, oh, you jackasses. 10 teamer. Seriously.
0: I, I, I got. I, <laughs> I I I don't want you to get too angry, so I'm trying to change the subject. Ten teamer, you cutting Wayne Wright for? <laughs> yes. yes. Um, I am
1: uh, ten teamer. I don't want him on my team right now. At at all, you would even pick up
0: like a hitter. It doesn't even have to be a pitcher.
1: Correct.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, let me see. I, I I mostly agree with you. So I'm I'm definitely in fifteen teamer. I think I'm still keeping Giselleman. I think I'm gonna. Uh, I don't think I'm ready to cut him. Davies. Never a huge Davies guy. I was kind of going off the word of some others uh in terms of uh, the investments I got. One in Canel only. Yeah, I, I, you know, and I, I don't know that he's he could be a guy too that puts up that three fifty the rest of the way. But it's it's a it's a four twenty at season's end because of what he's done in these first two starts. The other ones: Zimmerman, Jordan Zimmerman, Tyler Glass, now Stephen Wright. Those are easy cuts in all formats for me. I'm a little bit closer with you. Uh, I'm a little bit further away from Wayne Wright than you are, but I understand, and so I'm I'm more inclined to keep him in a fifteen. 12, I have a little bit easier time cutting him. I think that's where our split is with him. Um, and then I would cut Jazelman in 12, and then obviously all of them in a 10 team. So that's where we stand right now with those guys. If you have specific questions on guys that, that you want to cut, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Spore at Jason Collette. Keep in mind, though, that uh, anybody that you drafted in like a single-digit round is, is pretty much going to be a firm no in every league still. Uh, every league still Every for day. the most part if, uh, if
1: you, you drafted anybody you drafted in the first 15 rounds it's still like yeah firm i think no.
0: even i think even 15 rounds works but for sure top 10 like don't even don't even really ask to be honest like i think you're wasting your time
1: now that they blew nate Cardins when i'm flipping over to watch james paxton paxton porn i'm sorry oh let me
0: watch that oh wait i can't because i gotta watch it on tv that's all right at least i can actually watch that unlike the houston games all right let's talk some hitting pickups and uh i'm, I'm gonna give i'm gonna give you a a, a sizable list here and then we're going to pare it down to, to some favorites. And it's not as segmented in terms of deep and, and, and shallow, but I'll, I'll give some percentages when we talk about the specific guys. Like these first couple are would, would only be shallow leagues because they're pretty highly owned at CBS. As Drupal Cabrera, 81 at CBS, 43 at Yahoo, 48 at ESPN. So more than half of, of, of the Yahoo and ESPN. Eric Thames. 60% CBS, 58% Yahoo, 62% ESPN. I'm actually kind of surprised. I thought that that was pretty low. Um,
1: After today, it's going to be a lot higher.
0: It's going to be much higher. I, I fully agree on that. And uh, I think he had two homers today. He's just he's been doing well. He had a lot of hype. I'm just surprised. Maybe he and was off cut lefties early.
1: And off two of his last three. Which is I, huge. I don't know if both were off lefties today, but yesterday's was, and one of today's was.
0: That's huge.
1: And by the way, did we talk Pardon about me. Brandon? We didn't talk about Brandon Finnegan leaving hurt today, did we?
0: Oh, we didn't. I didn't. I missed that.
1: Pardon me. Finnegan left after the first inning uh, with, I think, hamstring, as well. the as, Same thing as Oderizzi. But uh, Brandon Finnegan left today, start after the first inning too.
0: So um, I forgot the exact again,
1: injury, but um, yeah, he he left after. I looked at the box, or was it last night? Um, maybe it was last night. I pulled after yeah eight hours. I got ago, left lat strain. Winning. That was it. A major one too, by the way.
0: So here's the thing.
1: I remember the radio brought. So it was last night. They said it was. Um, a major the way they worded it was major uh, major strain um so strained muscle in his shoulder zach buchanan of the cincinnati inquirer reports it was so reported the earlier exited with a strained left lat um clarified after the game it was actually a different muscle in his shoulder and that it was strained
0: he's lower than gray and odor though so if you if you're tight on dl you're easily cutting him yeah um and i think a, a lot of the guys that we talked about you could just Pick up for him, like pretty much everybody in that shallow group, um, except maybe. I, I, w- I still wouldn't really want teammate Amir Garrett uh, for him, but I think the the Rodriguez, McCarthy, Leak, Wheeler, Lynn, balake you know, go go with one of those. So I, I yeah I miss that totally. Uh, that sucks because he's a good pitcher. He's got an upside, but I just don't know. Uh, all right, a few more of these hitters here. Then uh, Eric Thames I mentioned pretty available aaron judge 70 76 cbs 54 yahoo 50 espn uh your boy mitch hanniger 79 cbs 57 percent yahoo 47 espn um and so let, let's cut it there because those are guys that are only gonna be available in shallow, shallower leagues and only about you know half of those so who's your number one target out of as Drubal cabrera eric thames uh, aaron judge I just
1: ask, as no, as Drupal Cabrera. As Drupal. I mean, here and I'll hit another one. Tonight, I thought I he was. I mean, we may have talked about him when we did the Mets preview. I, I remember, I remember talking to somebody about it. But he has just been incredibly consistent, and last year he got even better. Uh, you look at the offensive numbers and and how they've been trending up. And our, our friend Mike so Gianella good. tweeted this out about 35 minutes ago. Over the last calendar year, this is the list of shortstops who have been better than as Drupal Cabrera by weighted runs created plus. Corey Seager, Elvis Andrus, Francisco Lindor. That's it. That's the entire list. Another one of your list. guys in there.
0: Elvis Andrus, your boy. Oh, yeah.
1: He's off to a great start, too. Um he's been That's it. That's your entire list. Over the last calendar year, that's how good his Dribble Cabrera has been. I don't understand why he is so overlooked. I mean, the fact that oh, he's available exactly on why. half of 10-team mixed leagues in ESPN, exactly that's ridiculous.
0: 30, 31 years old. The fantasy baseball community is so ageist, it's hilarious. They are so concerned. We are so concerned. uh, Who cares if he doesn't steal any bases? I know, but so concerned with having to be a year early than a year late. Just don't want that hot – can't risk that hot potato, and I just don't see – a scenario where you know investing in in his 2016 as dribble cabreras when he hit 23 homers with the 280 average
1: I if, 2015.
0: if that is 14. <laughs> if that <laughs> fails you i just don't see how the pain is that much though like pitching i get it right you, you can get blown up you get a couple you know seven plus earned run outings and that's really stinging you and it can it, you can be oh. stung by today, by tax day, you know, for, by a couple starts, but as Drupal Cabrera, if he goes, and he hits 210 for the month with two or three homers or something like that, and you cut him, you can dig out of that hole. So I just don't see why there was such reluctance to go from now. The shortstop had had a measure of depth this year, particularly with some with some superstar upside. But I'm, I'm I hear you. Like he was overlooked. He was completely overlooked. That nobody was really saying word one about him particularly because the guys around him were just more appealing to people. Didi Gregorius just below him, Brandon Crawford just ahead of him, and they all three kind of do the same thing, just power guys without much speed. But Cabrera, like you said, is the, is the rock, the guy who's been doing it. So I definitely think uh, you want to go out and get him in your 10- and 12-team mixers. You can at least put him at middle uh, if your shortstop is, is taken care of. Hell, I think, you could, I think you could put him at utility and it wouldn't be awful.
1: Um, I mean, I, right? Honestly, you have them in the order that I will be chasing them right now: Cabrera, Thames, Judge, Haniger, Suarez, and then I then you drop down a tier. I think you're probably I'll, bigger on Zimmerman than I am, but I'll, I'll put Haniger
0: over Judge. I, I I think we're seeing oh, Haniger just from Judge. struck out.
1: Haniger just struck out to Andrew Kashner, and that just dropped him down to me. <laughs> That 50 ranks one spot you one let spot just below Andrew. Aaron you let andrew Kashner
0: strike you out how dare you God, I, I, three I just said
1: sliders and he came back in with a fastball and it was just like and he just stuck it just was like frozen by it i was it's, so annoyed. It's,
0: it's just a hot streak for judge and he's gonna have them because he's he's a power monster that when he connects it's it's yeah. great but I, he, I well, don't I want think Han- he's, he's changed. higher
1: in the lineup, too. Hanegar's still hitting second and Judge is hitting down in the lineup. Yeah,
0: I don't think he's changed the swing and miss. Um, I think we're just seeing. It's not the beginning of something great. I think it's just what he's going to do. And he could hit 30 homers. That's great. But he's going to hit 225, 230. Yeah. And, and because and, I know
1: you're listening, Craig, you need to harass Paul about that. Excuse me? <laughs> oh, you'll get it.
0: <laughs> Our Uh-oh. listener,
1: Craig, who's I got Aaron Judge side bet with me. He's going to be listening to this and he's going to oh. be facebook messaging me and so i'd tell to ask you about it now bring (laughs) it
0: aaron judge not that great massive power holes in his swing they will find those holes he will go into major slumps uh eugenio suarez you mentioned there too yeah i was going to cut it off at him but the and i should have because i you know uh he's actually on more cbs rosters than eric dames is so i guess he should have been in there too he's off to a good start i i know i know but um and it's not like he has position diversity either, or flexibility, I should say. Uh, Suarez is still is only third base eligible this year, so it is kind of weird that that he would be favored over somebody like Thames. Um, and uh, I still don't. I, I swear, when he f- was first in the majors, that they said it was not like Marcus Thames, and that it was Marcus, uh, that was Eric Thames. But then I've had people correct me saying, no, it's just like the river and Marcus, and it's Thames.
1: Yeah, I've heard. Honestly, I don't
0: know on this one. If you guys got if you guys got something definitive from like the team or from Eric himself, please hit me up with it. I'm always wanting to say the names properly, but I swear I heard Thames when he came up with distinction that it was not like the river. So hey, I, I'm going what? with that right now.
1: Yeah, this podcast. Remember the good old days where Eno slaughtered every other name. And we used man, to like try, what happened to him happened to doing that?
0: that? Like, what did he? He studied, man. He had to have studied. Remember the open? I, I used to make opens with his messed up pronunciations.
1: He went and got all professional on us. Yeah,
0: socks. he started meeting these guys and saying, "How do I say your name perfectly?" And uh, you know, he still has some every once in a while, Christian Yalick and Max Scherzer. But uh, he like defends those based on you know the country of origin and he's, he's even got defenses for those but he used to have some hideously hilarious ones and now he he knows what he's doing but i i still yeah. want to see what where he's at with a eugenio suarez i think I, maybe i'm a little we can dis- get him. by
1: the way i'm a little disappointed we don't have an i don't think so tim segment you want one too that was awesome <laughs> honestly <laughs> our our
0: show is probably more tailored to what you like where i said tim taylor Tailored. Uh-huh. tailored uh is more tailored to one because we're talking so much about pickups and and cuts so you know what maybe next week you and i got to incorporate an i don't think so tim uh segment but uh, i still I, I still giggle thinking about the first time i, I dropped that joke and and you was viscerally repulsed so much that he was just like <laughs> no like he spanked me on the nose like i was a freaking puppy that's a bad puppy you don't do that and i'm like oh i do think so tim i'm gonna keep doing it um so okay you ranked them um, cabrera thames Haniger, judge, judge suarez yeah okay i can i we're on board then because i had hanniger above and you, and you came over to that side that's your boy too how dare you would even consider we're uh, not
1: visual bias when i watch him yeah strike you just out, saw him but, Kasher, Kasher. Well, i'm like god casher sucks and he strikes out i'm like really
0: you like, maybe i had this guy all wrong he's been great out, outside of that one plate appearance but maybe this is the tipping point uh let's jump down a level then let's talk ryan zimmerman you said i'm gonna be higher on him than you are i agree cesar hernandez and then uh, let's just talk about those two quickly because then we have two catchers and they're kind of in their own world so ryan zimmerman cesar hernandez I'm falling for a little bit of the Ryan Zimmerman talking about uh, focusing on, on, on changing swing path a bit. I don't think we've seen a ton of it yet, but the fact that, that he hit for power or he hit the ball hard last year and wasn't getting the results and, and kind of saw the data and said, you know what? This I gotta change. You know, I can't I can't be doing this. Right now it's been line drives more than fly balls. Its fly ball rate is actually down for Ryan Zimmerman, but his ground ball rate's down from 49 to 42%. So I do like that. I do think that when healthy, this guy who can still hit, I think he can get back up into the 20s with his home runs or at least be on a twenty-five uh, to thirty homer rate. Which I know is not terribly helpful if he only plays, you know, 390 plate appearances like he did two years ago. But um, I, I I believe a little bit more in Ryan Zimmerman, so I w- I would be picking up where I could. 61% CBS, 44% Yahoo, 45% ESPN. There's going to be some availability. I would still take Thames though. I would still definitely do that. So I'm not, you know, if we're talking corners, because I think Thames now qualifies. Um, can't get yeah. into the season with outfield only, but I think he now qualifies. I'd still, I'm still going there, but, uh, I say, don't, don't, you're talking about old guys kind of getting their groove back. We got one on the hitting side here. So I say, don't, don't sleep on Zimmerman. What do you think?
1: Yeah. One of the things, I mean, we're not too far when you look at his strikeout rate right now. He's at a career high twenty-eight percent with his strikeout rate. It's only forty plate appearances, but we're not too far from that stabilization point from strikeout rate. for And batters. he's been
0: moving up now. This will be this will be a third straight year of of not improvement, but but rise. But you
1: know, if he's working, if he's working on things, changing angles, you can see perhaps see some of that. But this is, uh, you know, the, a veteran getting it done so far. But that's something I want to watch: is if he's if he's trading that kind of contact for the power okay then maybe he can get back to 20 home runs for the first time since 2013 it's really strange here's, to say that but that's what here's that's one thing i like with though.
0: him here's one thing okay. i like with ryan zimmerman 9.8 to just 10.1 percent in swinging strike rate swinging strike rate is pretty much static so that speaks to maybe the strikeouts coming from getting into deeper counts trying to pick those pitches to drive sure and yeah he, he hasn't had the 20 homers you know on a whole number but that's been injury more than it has been right if, if, and he's if not he get swinging. To...
1: And he's not swinging out of the zone that much more frequently. He's not exactly. swinging at, he's, his, his overall swing rate's not that higher. Where he's he just he's not making the same kind of contact within the strikes. I and mean, you look at a z contact, eighty-five down to seventy-six. So I wonder um, so if he's it, taking pitches. We're struggling pitches? with stuff in the zone,
0: or or could be per- purposefully. I I don't know. I, I'm just giving the other edge. He's not getting more walks though. So it, maybe it's a bit of both. Maybe that's the real answer. It's just a bit of both. He is struggling a little bit with some of it in the zone, but also kind of taking some pitches that he normally would have made contact with previously, but now Ryan Zimmerman saying, you know what, I can't do damage with that. I'm going to wait for a damage pitch. So uh, I like him a little bit more. Uh, let's talk Cesar Hernandez, a guy that I've never really been interested in, but you know, does run, um, has playing time kind of locked up, I would say, out in Philly. I think that that's probably his, his biggest appeal is that he is definitely going to play. Um, no stolen bases yet the thing i was concerned with was he kept being tar- uh, he kept being talked about as a stolen base guy and he was 17 for 30 last year which is obviously pretty hideous i know he was 19 for 24 the year before so you got two divergent seasons there he is hitting 295 again a little bit of punch where are you on cesar hernandez
1: uh, i'm in your camp but i've never been i've never been in on this guy um getting back to you know looking at the strikeout rate he's at 26% so far uh, and almost 50 plate appearances which is quite a leap from the 19% he was at the, each of the last two seasons mm-hmm. uh, that concerns me he's getting he's still getting on base but he hasn't run i mean he's to go from 72 to Babbitt. zero uh but yeah he's get and he's getting on base with, at a 340 clip even with that sky high bab he's only a, a 340 clip so um not a guy that i've been terribly i have zero shares of him i I, he was actually on my avoid list just because i'm looking at like okay yeah you got a high walk rate and you're and despite the walk rate and despite all those OBP's, that's what you're stealing 17 you know like i said 19 for 24 17 for 30 um not a great success rate and so
0: Chris Owings still has some availability. He's up to uh, 57% at ESPN, whereas <laughs> Hernandez is at 29%. So there, there's still a pretty big gap between them, but you might still find Owings in some leagues. Who would you prefer between Owings and Cesar Hernandez? Owings. What about Zach Cozart, um, who's actually lower, who's about a half of what... Cesar Hernandez is with a 15% roster rate. Where are you between Cozart? Let's assume you don't have a specific speed need, because I know that that would lean people toward Hernandez, even though he hasn't run yet. Let's assume that you just need a middle infielder absent of category specificity. Cozart or Cesar? Uh, Cozart. I think I'm with you. What about teammate Freddie Galvez, Mr. 20 home runs himself? Do you? I know. I know. I but could we- just punch you in the throat. It would probably be less <laughs> annoying. That was
1: preferable. Uh-huh. Um, wash?
0: Yeah, it really is. Honestly, flip a coin there. I cannot make a distinction between those two. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't. What about their their other teammate, Howie Kendrick? Speaking of old guys getting their groove back a little bit, he's hitting pretty well. It's very early and it's pretty empty, three forty-three, but a little something going on there. Would you prefer Howie Kendrick to either of the team, uh, the other teammates there?
1: Yeah, I always prefer Howie Kendrick. When in doubt, give me the guy that can hit.
0: We've been Howie Kendrick guys for
1: a decade now. For way too long. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's still going to win that batting title, right, Jason?
1: For yes, yes, for way too long. But I was, I, mean, I was definitely if, if, if in if on you that. Give hype. Him, you give him that playing time. He's going to do one of two things. He's either going to steal double digit bases like he did last year or he's going to hit double digit home runs. And he might he's do both. still he's still last year is your outlier. I mean, this this guy has hit above 285 for every season of his career except for last year. Yep. Every and, season and of his it, career. Babbitt was oh, down sorry, at 301. Warren, he had so he's been above 279 or higher for every single part of his career and then last year was down 255. So, and he yeah. doubled
0: his walk rate, and his strikeout rate was only one percent higher last year. Um, and yet he still only hit 255. There's a 301 BABIP. You, you know, I don't use BABIP as a luckometer, but you're looking at everything else staying the same, and you're going to say there was probably some bad luck for Howie Kendrick, no?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, even
0: get... his, even sorry, to interrupt. Even his hard sorry. hit rate was up from 15 to 34 percent. So everything looked like Kendrick should have been kind of the same guy that he was. I actually prefer him to the two guys as well. What about Kendrick versus Cozart?
1: Uh, Kendrick.
0: I'm with you. I think Howie Kendrick, uh, you, you, you shallow leaguers. He's only up 36% of the SPN. If you need that now, is he middle infield eligible though? Yes, he is still second and outfield. So that's, that's not bad. So I, I'll take a look at him, especially if you're trying to fix the batting average a little bit, he's not going to hit three forty three all year. I don't think, but he, I think he's going to hit 285 again. I think he's going to be up there, um, and so I'll, I'll take a look at that. Let's talk two catchers, and then we'll get into some guys to, to maybe cut, and we'll talk uh, some comparisons there. Travis Darno, 60% CBS, 28% Yahoo, 10% ESPN, and James McCann, 29%, 13%, 16%. Darno is somebody that you know people want to believe in he was the hyped prospect for years injuries have really hurt him I think even more than than some of his underperformance I, th- I think the two are related of course that some of his performance issues are, are related to the fact that he wasn't uh, healthy but how do you feel about about Travis Darno? he looks pretty good so far with five extra base hits out of his nine hits he's walking more striking out less it's 32 plate appearances so I don't know what to put into it is Travis Darno somebody that you're interested in
1: uh, yeah, I'm throwing darts to whatever catcher I can. I mean, I said, this is what I said in my, I wrote a piece on uh, second catchers at Rotowire. And what I said, you know, terrible 2016 rotor, rotator cuff injury, shoulder injuries are terrible for hitters, noticeable for Darno when his power numbers disappeared. Perhaps the issues with his swing last year were related to that, as he also has reworked his swing this offseason. If the shoulder is healthy and he gets back in the double-digit home run totals, there's value here because he still hits uh, for a decent catcher average. He's mm-hmm. got to stay on the field, but back-to-back sub 300 plate appearance seasons are tough to overlook. Um, so, you know, not even last year's bum theory, but last two-year bum theory. Yeah,
0: several years ago, bum.
1: But this was several years ago. Everybody was super hyped on this guy. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Then he couldn't stay healthy. Then he wasn't hitting, and he wasn't hitting because he was hurt. And now he's reworked his swing, and so far, results are good. Again, your threshold for what you can tolerate a catcher has got to be really, really low because they are really, really bad. Even the good ones aren't hitting uh, well this year. I mean, look at uh, Sanchez on a DL. Martin uh, is – russell martin is not hitting well yeah so yeah and i'm going we'll do- darts at catchers and mccann and darnell if, if i could pick them up i'm picking them up
0: mccann kind of sold out for power last year and and it did show up a bit and then this year looks like he's, he's keeping the same approach and, and kind of finding pitches to eat on and uh you know james mccann swinging swinging it nicely so far i've been impressed three homers a guy I didn't really give a second thought to really all he's doing right now is either walking or or, or hitting it out of the yard he only has four hits but Pardon me. Three of them are home runs. I think he's going to get the lion's share over Alex Avila, even though he doesn't have the platoon advantage. And I think he could add on to his twelve home runs for last year because he also had an injury that kept him into a, only one hundred and five games. If he gets up, and I think he could set a career high in games this year too, and and maybe be closer to you know one twenty five, one thirty and and maybe club 15 16 homers for for james mccann the average won't be good but we're talking c2s anyway so uh let's not freak out i do prefer darno but um i'm keeping an eye on mccann as well let's talk about some potential catcher cuts uh specific to these two guys and we are talking c2 you mentioned russell martin would you cut russell martin for either of these two guys no you can't
1: go against that track record
0: okay i i I agree i agree (laughs) what I know you got this guy everywhere, so I don't even know why I'm asking if you'll cut him, but would you even cut sweet, sweet Mike Zanino? Do <laughs> yeah. you think I could possibly get you to cut him?
1: Oh, you could possibly get me to cut him, all right.
0: <laughs> on the, on the, Although uh, he did hit a double tonight. On the fake league where you have him because you don't have him at all. Um, yeah, I know you. Prefer, yeah, I imagine you prefer both of those guys to Zanino.
1: I do. Sorry for the background noise. That's all right. While what, I fell off my table here. So.
0: What about Austin Hedges?
1: Oh, man. Austin Hedges uh, is off to a rough start. Uh, yes. You talk about guys reworking a swing. He is off to a rough start. Um, but I want Darno and McCann over Austin Hedges.
0: Cameron Rupp.
1: Another rough start. Um, a Rupp start. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, Rupp. Ballpark.
0: Rupp over both? Yes. I put Rupp in the middle. I'll go Darno, Rupp, McCann. Last one, Francisco Cervelli.
1: He's the least, my least favorite of them all. That's such a, <laughs> that's the emptiest of all averages. It's when he so gets, when he does it.
0: empty, dude. He hits something less than singles. He hits half singles somehow. <laughs> his, his slugging is half of his batting average. It, they had to create a new metric for it because he is this <laughs> just the blandest batting average ever. I mean, it's like halfway decent batting average most years, but there's like so nothing with it. Um, and not off to a good batting average start this year, but he has got a 250 bat, but I think he'll be fine. He'll get back to his 280-ish uh, between you know between 260 and 280 and it'll be what it is you'll get a maybe maybe two homers he only hit one last year he already ha- he has one this year maybe you'll get another one or two if you pick him up now but i'm with you cervelli is the lowest of all those catchers we talked about all right let's talk about some other guys to cut and compare them to our we're going to focus on our core group here of as cabrera eric thames aaron judge mitch hanniger and and suarez those five and we're comparing so we'll go outfield to outfield with Byron Buxton and Keon Broxton, Eric Thames, Aaron Judge, and Mitch Hanniger rank those five.
1: Oh, wait, what? I'm sorry. I thought we were going down
0: Buxton and, and Broxton. I'm talking okay. about guys to potentially cut. Compare them with our other three outfield eligible guys, Thames, Judge, and Haniger. How would you rank them? So so who who would you who would you cut out of that group? Uh Buxton. You cut him completely. Do you, do you keep Broxton over the the three potential pickups, Thames, Judge, mm, and Hanniger?
1: No, I don't.
0: So, so rank them.
1: James.
0: Thames... Thames, Hanegar, Judge, where you're three for the, uh, yep. for the pickups, where does Broxton right. slot in?
1: Behind them all?
0: Behind all of them. Yes. I think I would still have him ahead of Judge. I'm just maybe well, anti- take that back. Right yeah.
1: Now. No, there. Yeah, I mean really depends on what, what skill you're trying to chase. That's
0: that's true too, because those two are completely different. I know there's a right. little bit of punch with Broxton, but you're getting him for the speed and you're getting judged for the power. So that can be the tiebreaker but yeah, your team
1: lead uh your team but I mean so is flat out play. cutting Buxton here. Flat out. I mean, he cannot make contact. I'm I mean, with this is, you, dude. This is absolutely ridiculous. I, I, I know Chris List the other day said he Buxton looks like guy. a guy coming off the street. Buxton. N- he noted he looks Buxton. looks like anybody no, no. coming. No, yeah, he loves Buxton.
0: Noted Buxton guy. The biggest Buxton guy you can find. Chris List. Actually, message him. To, guys, if you could do me a favor. Just quick, quick favor here.
1: If you Blow could tweet
0: Chris underscore List. That's L-I-S-S. And say... Can't believe you're such a huge Buxton guy. Stick with it, buddy. It would make my day.
1: And, and say even Julio Tehran could strike out Byron Buxton.
0: If you could actually, that might even be better. If you scrap what I said earlier, say even Julio Tehran could strike out Byron Buxton. Hashtag Buxton guy. Chris <laughs> underscore Liss L I S S. Tweet him, guys. Let him so, know.
1: So, I mean, here's the thing. Buxton, this is – last year we saw Bionho Park get off to a similar start where he couldn't make any contact and they sent him down. Mm-hmm. Byron Buxton has options. Um, he is – he he. if you look at our leaderboard, he is far and away the worst strikeout rate in the major leagues right now. <laughs> he has I, – I, I tweeted this out earlier. Mookie Betts – Wait, has, let me get my
0: barf bucket because I know this stat already and I'm yes. going to vomit again. Go ahead.
1: Mookie Betts has not struck out in 111 plate appearances. That dates back to September 13th. 111 plate appearances, he has no strikeouts. By the way, Mookie Betts only has one home run in that time too. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I digress. Um, In 111 plate appearances during that same stretch of time, Byron Buxton has 47 strikeouts. (laughs) 47 strikeouts. He is. I mean, he is getting beat in the zone, out of the zone up in the zone, down in the zone, left, right, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's not like batters don't even have to get him to expand their zone if they work him inside, and then he's trying then he's trying to protect against the heat, and then they throw him sliders, and he's running out of bat, but they don't have to, they're just beating him in the zone, and it's, it's really tough to watch this, and I don't know how he's the Twins between. can let him stay up and just keep doing this. I mean, what, be-
0: what's there to gain? He's in between on everything Buxton is. He doesn't he uh, he he has no clue at the plate right now. Um, you know, he's swinging at changeups when it's fastballs, vice versa, you know, swinging at fastballs when it's curves. I mean, he is just so twisted. Listen, y'all. This this podcast gives you gives you the inside scoop. Eno told you Eno told y'all who this guy is last year. The comps that were on his list were Cameron Mabin you know, BJ Upton kind of guy.
1: of he wishes he was Cameron maven. Well, I, I yeah, he wishes it was I, BJ just, Upton right now.
0: I, well, especially early BJ Upton, but I'm saying like peak BJ Upton is, I think the ceiling now, I think what I really want to impress upon folks is you gotta, you gotta alter the ceiling here. If you're still operating, with Buxton with this sky-high ceiling you're deluding yourself it doesn't make any sense and i know it's 507 plate appearances in the majors but it's a 36% strikeout rate you don't just flip a switch on that and all of a sudden you're striking out 20% of the time and you're a superstar player you're supposed to be a five-tool player he was a top prospect in baseball multiple multiple years that's gone that's not that's not who he is and you can say small sample all you want. It's not really. It's almost a full season 507 plate appearances. It's disjointed The the, the, the way it was collected, but I don't think that you can make all the excuses you want that they're just not adding up anymore he, He's he's he has to be toned down a level or two in terms of the upside that you think byron buxton has and and with that alteration you need to start making changes uh, you know cutting him in 10 teams probably also in some 12 teams for the guys that we talked about and you know in your dynasties and your 15 teamers if people come knock and looking to buy low let them let them let chris list buy him from you don't forget to tweet chris list on chris underscore list l-i-s-s even tehran could strike buxton out hashtag buxton guy um it's bad jason and i was never in and i'm not saying that because like oh i was so right i just i'm i Wasn't all that in on on him. I'm not I'm not a great prospector anyway with hitters So I usually veer toward pitching prospects if I'm gonna go with prospects anyway, even though they're pretty damn sketchy themselves Um, But it it was easy to not be in this year I thought a lot was being made of that or that September and I know that I know it was encouraging because it was nice to see him finally put some things together but how often do we tell people to ignore September's and then a guy that people like does something in a September and all of a sudden it, it means everything.
1: I mean, you can't completely ignore September's because I, you I, talk I, about, you know, how Ben Zobris bro- broke out in September and how Jose other guys, Bautista.
0: I, I, I'm yeah. not in the completely ignore it, but, but a lot of the people who were, who are then changed their tune for, for Buxton. And again, I guess my main point that I'm trying to impress is you got to bring down his ceiling. It is not the same ceiling that we were talking about a year or two ago. It's just not.
1: No, it isn't. And if he if he can't if he can't make his contact, if this is the way the contact is gonna be, uh, it's not long before he is. Uh, he's following Tyler Naquin back down to the minor leagues. Absolutely. I don't know if Naquin seemed to be a, a, a more of a roster crunch, but I know we did the Cleveland Indians preview, and I know because I wrote it. In my Roto-Wire bold predictions that Tyler Naquin was gonna be in Triple A before Memorial Day. He we, were me lock step there, <laughs> we were in lockstep, there, my friend.
0: We were in lockstep, and we were we were late. We were late. <laughs> we, we had him lasting until May, and boy, were we late by about a month. you know. Wow. And, uh, listen, striking out way too much. He'd sold out for the power. It worked early. They adjusted. He couldn't adjust back. He's a fourth outfielder. There's nothing wrong with that. He's just not a starting center fielder in the majors. Get real. Um, another outfielder in this list of potential cuts, and I want to see where you're at with him and with the other guys that we're talking about here, Randall Gritchuk is somebody that uh, I'll just cut to the chase. I'm not really that interested in cutting. I've got him. I've got him pretty firmly with the group of guys that we're talking about. So if I already mm-hmm. have him, I'll probably just keep him. Um, but but do you have Grichuk well behind any of the the, the Thames Judge Hanager, uh trio there, or or where? And and then compare him to Brox, uh, Broxton as well.
1: Um, I don't know if I've got him well behind. I mean Broxton again. It comes down with the premium on speed, it's tough to put Broxton behind him. I mean, I, I like Gritchuk's pop, but the fact that he's not running in the batting average, I mean, if you look at what he did last year, it's kind of what Aaron Judge could be this year. Two I was going to say average. Gritchick or Judge. Right. Um,
0: Who do you prefer? You know what? Judge. I'm just going to take the guy who's already done it. I'm taking Gritchick. All right, I mean, they're, they're close enough that I'm not going to fight you on it, but I'm just going to have the guy who's, who's already done something there. Um, okay, so essentially we're at Thames, Hanager, um, Judge, Gritchick, and I'm Gritchick, Judge, Broxton, five levels of poop, and then Buxton. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Okay, let's talk about some of these infielders then, who are potential cuts for some of the other guys that we're talking about, like Asdrubal Cabrera and whatnot. I got Devon Travis, Danny Valencia, Hernan Perez, Jose Reyes, and we're talking about picking up Cabrera, Suarez, um, you know, Zimmerman. I would take over Valencia. He's a cor- that's yeah, I agree, corner and I comparison. like Valencia.
1: He, Valencia just tripled in this game here, by the way. I still oh, like oh. Valencia for his improvements against right-handed pitching, um, multi-position qualification. I still like him. I know he's off to a rough start. Um, yeah, the fact if if Jose Reyes' ownership percentage is higher than Dribble Cabrera's in any league format, I don't know what to tell I, you.
0: I'm going to look I it up because I just want to hear really your reaction oh, I'm, if it Yeah, is. I, I'm
1: guessing it probably is, but I, I can't cut Devin Travis. I, I still I believe in the skills. I mean, when you watch him... Yeah, you, know, you watch him in the second half last year. I still believe in the skills. I think he got to a late start because uh, he missed some time this spring. That's um, the, the issue, though. Is I like him. I the talent. I like the talent, but the health definitely is a concern. Um, Jose Reyes, I don't like what I've seen at all. Um, so Valencia, Valencia. I have him in a twelve, and eleven team AL, uh, and I can keep. I'll keep him in a single league format. I can't. I, in a fifteen team mixed league, I'm finding better options. Uh, okay, you'll right be now, happy to I can know. put him on the reserve
0: that Reyes is is nowhere near as Dribble in any of the three okay, primary good. league formats. Uh, yeah, Valencia, I'll, I'll take Zimmerman over him, and you could probably find a better corner. Um, I'm with you on Travis. I was not drafting Hernan Perez at all, but if I did have him somewhere, I think I would take Suarez and Cesar Hernandez over him. How do you feel about I, that? I would agree. Okay, and Reyes, the same situation. Didn't draft him, but I would take Suarez easily, and then Cesar Hernandez actually yes. pretty easily as well. Pretty easily So then what about Perez versus Reyes If you had both e- sweet, sweet team Yeah I guess so me too um, This is something that uh, Derek Van Riper, our, our buddy brought up Is a Milwaukee guy by the way uh, and follows it. He's a little bit concerned about what Nick Franklin might do to Hernan Perez's playing time, though, because when it was Scooter Jeanette, he was second base only. So there was still the utility aspect of Perez that kind of was intriguing. But now with Franklin, who plays a bunch of different spots, and Perez, they can kind of eat each other's playing time, and it's going to be a hot hand situation.
1: Sure, but let's air quote plays with Nick That's, Franklin because he's a terrible pass defender. Yes, he is not a good defender. This is at all. why... This is why Tampa Bay let him go. He's well, they tried to they try to play him at second shortstop. He couldn't hold. They tried to play him at second, couldn't hold. They tried to give him time. In the hell, let's not forget, he was only outfield eligible this year in leagues. Uh, it draft surprised
0: time. me that a National League team picked him up though, because I thought that he might be, he might uh, be a DH. And so a, a National League team where you're going to have to play him, or I guess they could maybe maybe they see him as like a strong pinch hitter. <laughs> Boys, you have know. a
1: tough time. But I have a tough time. Thinking he's not Reed Brignac 2.0. Oh uh, God,
0: that's pretty painfully accurate. Painfully accurate. And
1: I like Nick Franklin a ton. One of, probably one of my Loved favorite it. interviews uh, when I've done in the Arizona Fall League. But that he is not a good defender, and that's ultimately you, what's going to cost him playing time. Would you
0: take Nick Franklin over any of the group here? Reyes, maybe? I imagine. Yeah, I okay. would
1: because Milwaukee's going to play him. I mean, they're going to figure out ways to use him. Um, not
0: Arnon. Not Arnon Perez.
1: No, I, I, it, Perez has still got the speed skill.
0: Yeah, that's true. And, and yeah, because the one thing about Arenal Perez I just did not buy in was the power at all. But if he gets playing time, I still think he can run. He's always been a speedy guy. He was a utility infielder for the Tigers who could run I'm a little bit. A so if they let him run. What happened?
1: Paxton was working on no-hitter, and I think Mazzara just – blew it up with a double through the are you surprised even sna- lefty lefty he's such I'm a monster
0: not. god i love that guy we we you know and i as you heard talked up mazar yes. we're, we're, we're just giddy about him he's so good
1: Maybe um it wasn't Jason, i can't tell all these damn number 42s all look alike 42 um, man having a, having a big day uh let's see it was oh god was it really it was joey gallo wait what joey gallo just hit a rocket double through the left side
0: See guys, if you ever want to call Jason a racist, I think that just proves he's not. He doesn't seek color because he confused Noah Mazzara and Joey Gallo, and they're quite (laughs) different. I just saw lefty. I just saw lefty.
1: I just saw lefty and ball flying off, and I looked over and I was like, oh, that's true. And then I looked. I was, I mean, the swing looked good, and then I was like, oh man, it's him. Yo, Cashner
0: beasting. Uh, Why is that happening? Did
1: this? Why is it happening? Here's what he's doing in this game. He's spitting junk away, 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 and then he's running two two seamers in. Yeah, and these, and one of them was Haniger looking, and the other one was uh, uh, Taylor Motter. Motter looking, at on both of them, he got both of them on two seamers in when they were both looking on the on the outer half of the place, and never, he got on two seamers in.
0: Cashner's never been a swinging strike guy, despite some of the nasty stuff that he's had, and that, that should have had me but jumping that's, off that's the train. That's I
1: mean, I'm not. I yeah, I, believe me. This is if if you're looking at it, like, oh hey, look at Cashner, look do what it. he's doing. Don't, Don't do, do it. it, man. This is all. This is all, and he's pitching it well because, I mean, this is a team that's normally rather pull-happy. So mm-hmm. he's out there just spinning stuff away, away, and away, and then he's running these two-seamers when these guys are looking on the outer half and and is locking them up. These aren't both strikeouts or strikeouts looking. And then Joey Gallagher's thrown out trying to steal third base. What an I'm not, idiot.
0: Wow, that's so bad. You can't make mistakes like that when you're fighting for your for your. Now they're going time. to
1: review. But how are you, with one out, why are you trying to steal third base? because you're Joey Gallo and, and he Duke. is you know what they're not going to uh, I can't leave see it? his hand um, I can't see where his hand was if it was on the bag or not um, his fingers are up his fingers are up you know what he has a good argument to say he's safe all right but well, it still, doesn't, it still the, doesn't
0: the process right it's a bad process yeah. as we always talk about that don't confuse and this is a, a cory schwartz quote i believe don't confuse the outcome with how you got there and that's a dumb run there uh to try to steal and you might be safe and and lucky you if you are but don't that's, that's a bad idea all right jason uh, anybody we haven't talked about that uh that, that you, I, I don't think there is, unless somebody's come up in the Not last. Not on the hitter hour. side.
1: I mean, uh, we we talked about Ota Rizzi I don't think we ever talked about what's going to happen. They called up Chase Whitley. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I think I think what's going to happen there is they're going to give the. They're, they're saying they don't expect Rizzy to be out beyond the ten days, but that's still going to be two starts. Um, or possibly just one start But they could give that next start to Erasmo uh, Ramirez who, who who pitched really His first pitch today got hit like 600 feet By uh, by uh, Moreland For a homer We've only fallen um, for
0: him 758 billion times Do you want to do it one more?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, so he may get one more. He may get a start out of this, and Whitley could be the guy up out of the bullpen. Whitley has been a starting pitcher this year down in Durham. He was supposed to start tonight, but he got scratched, and he's already been called up. So that is uh, that's how that situation may play out. But I'm okay. trying. To, I don't think there was another. Um, Another hitting, another hitting guy. I was considering. I know my only, all of my free agent moves thus far have really been around pitching. I haven't seen any other hitter that I'm like, hey, I'm in on that guy. Let um, me give you a
0: little something here uh, because he had a big outing today and he was going perfect for a while. Are you in on like Tyler Chatwood as the road only guy? He had he was a stark home road guy last year. Looks like he's going to be doing it again this year. It's it's contact dependent. That's why it's so tough to succeed in in course field. Is Tyler Chatwood somebody you would pick up in a spot where you can you can guarantee that you're not gonna get stuck with the home starts, or do you even bother with it?
1: I don't bother with it now because we know they're coming up on this on this this heavy stretch. Well, yeah, that, road, that's that's games. a great point too. Yeah, and we talked about we talked about this last year because I think a couple of guys I'm trying to remember the couple of Rocky guys we talked about last year that got off to really slow starts. We we're like, guys, chill. I mean, they've had a lot of road games. And here they are getting ready to come into a bunch of home games. And if you look at that Rockies offense right now, um, I know it's down a little bit. Uh, You know, uh, Jason Hanselman, I've been retweeting a few things by him, and he's been looking at expected, weighted on base average and actual and showing the Rockies like one of the bottom three offenses. Uh, and that surprises me only until I looked at the schedule and like, oh, yeah, look at all those road games. I don't know here, why here, Denver keeps getting screwed like this, but I I would be uh, trying to fish on a couple of the Rockies hitters right now. Here's some, here's some WRC pluses.
0: Um, let me get that barf bucket again. Charlie Blackman's at 69. Not so nice, nice. but kind of nice at the same time. DJ LeMayhew at 86. Cargo at 21. That's his WRC plus, folks. 100 is average. He's at 21.
1: Oh, they overturned the um, stone base.
0: So you got the stone base? Yep. Well look at him. Uh, and then Yellow's Trevor Story at at, at forty five. You talk about maybe fish and low, those are all higher level guys. What kind of disc I mean, that that's an impossible question to ask. I'm not even gonna ask it. But um First off, who would you target most between Blackman Story Cargo and LaMayhu? If you're gonna focus on one of them that's underperforming. Right now because of that batting average being so stable. Yeah. I would still go get story. I love story.
1: He's having us. Mark Simon tweeted out a heat map, or, or not even a heat map, just a giant blue blob you're of what map. of what story's doing right now. It's it's not pretty. You're um, not pretty. Yeah, it's I'm just uh, when you look at. The, I'm sorry, the Rockies have the worst offense, team offense in baseball right now. You have the worst offense. <laughs> Mariners are next to last. Rays, Padres, Cubs. Huh. Uh, you know, it's just Cubs. and, and your Tigers yeah. number one.
0: Yeah. Hey, sweet bullpen again. Always, always such a good bullpen. Annabelle Sanchez, keep, keep pitching, dude. You're, you're doing great. You're doing great. Um, all right, Jason, that's going to wrap it up, man. This is p- pretty good episode. I hope people are enjoying this. We really go deep on, on hope, ho- helping you guys pick people up. I don't think we talked about Josh Donaldson being on the DL specifically. I think we might've mentioned it in passing. He it, is going on the DL. Uh, you're looking at, you know, your Ryan Zimmerman, your Suarez, cause they're corner eligible. Thames is your top guy cause he's corner eligible. If you can move some stuff around, um, one last thing if you can move some stuff around to where it doesn't matter between as cabrera and eric thames for josh donaldson would you go with cabrera i would you had him as your number one right no matter what
1: yeah okay really underrated
0: okay yeah no i agree super underrated good player uh looking like he's going to have some nice power kind of in his 30s here so I, i like him as well jason you good for next week
1: I am good for next week. Uh, we'll need to do it either Friday night or earlier on Saturday because okay. I do have Saturday night plans next week. Hit, We've hit me got up the uh, Charlotte 49ers spring football game, and I've oh, already excellent. promised the kids that we're going to it.
0: Hit, hit me up uh, Thursday, and we will uh, we will hammer that out. But it will still come up Saturday, no matter what. So nothing changes for y'all. There's just a little peek behind the curtain, and I will uh, I will talk to you later.
1: All right. Bye. See you.